Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. So I've registered Billy on Petly on the app, like you suggested, but I haven't really got into it. And I'm thinking, well, you know, he's he's six now and he's he's pretty well behaved. So like, really, what's the point of uh, the Petly app? What's it going to do for me? Well, the Petly app is about understanding that your life with your dog is a journey. And through your journey, just like with us humans, we change and develop over our life stages. And, you know, enriching your dog mentally as well as physically is so important. So for me, for example, with my cases that I see, I'll help dogs on the day and throw so much advice at clients that I know I can see that they can't absorb it all. So, of course, we supply notes and follow up and back up. But what I can't do as a physical human being is be with these people every single day. So where Petley comes in is that it's on an app and it's easily accessible from home. It comes in all sorts of different levels from puppy up to senior in terms of training advice, new activities to try and engage your dog to do. There's always more to do with your dog. This is how I see it. You know, I don't believe people tap into their dog's olfaction enough, not in a way that you can turn every dog into a little mini police search and rescue dog in your own home. And that really enriches dogs. It wears them out so quickly. And then they feel so confident and satisfied when they find what you were asking them to sniff out. So it's about helping your dog and learning more about what makes your dog tick and how to get the best out of your dog. Okay, you got me sold. I will get back into the app and look into it a bit more, and I will find a program that's suitable for Billy. So if other people want to do that, how do they get the app? They simply download it for free at petly.app. That's P-E-T-L-I. Dot app. Binks, you know, there's been an awful lot in the news about the XL bully being added to the Dangerous Dogs Act. Well, that's why we're jumping on Zoom now for a special bulletin episode of A Dog's Life. We're going to be joined by Amber Ellis from the official XL Bully Coalition and by Felix Robinson from Pet Trust UK. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to this special episode. Ellis, welcome to A Dog's Life. You're the official spokesperson for the official XL Bully Collective, is that right? Yep, for the official Bully Collective, that's right. Fantastic. We're also joined for this very special bulletin episode of A Dog's Life by Felix Robinson from the Pet Trust UK. Yeah, hi there everyone. Oh, no, thanks ever so much for joining because you know that I'm very, very dead against, you know, this uh, XL bully ban. It's um, not going to work. We all know that. And for me, I just think government hasn't been totally clear in indicating really who's going to pay for all of this. Um, and it certainly, I think, will be coming out of everyone's UK tax bill, you know. Um, so, Amber, you go first. Explain why we're chatting today and why there is an urgency to raise funds by next Monday to help revoke this XL bully ban. Yeah, well, I think hopefully everyone's aware by now that obviously Rishi Sunak announced on the 15th of September that he had every intention of adding a fifth breed to the banned breed list. 
Um, the fifth breed being the American Bully XL. Um, currently, we are raising funds to challenge this by form of a judicial review. We have a wonderful solicitor, um, solicitor working for us. Her name's Rebecca. She works for Tucker Solicitor. She's doing an incredible job of keeping the public up to date with the legalities. We have the most phenomenal barrister, Creme de la Creme. His name is John Cooper, King's Counsel. He is absolutely incredible. He was silked in 2010. He's taken the case on. He's already started part of the legal process. We are essentially trying to U-haul the XL bully ban. There is no political agenda. The agenda is genuinely to protect the dogs and challenge the data um, because the data is just not what they say it is, quite frankly. It's not credible and it's not government sourced and that is the sole issue. So part of this legal process was to action a pre-action protocol letter in judicial review. The amazing team at Don't Ban Me, License Me have been working tirelessly to get information over to the barrister and start fundraising. We've all come together as a collective to work as a unity for the dogs. At the moment, it is absolutely harmonious. Things are going so well. Our barrister made that first movement. That cost us a hefty, I think, nearly £7,000. Um, we need to raise £150,000 capital in total. This is for the judicial review, essentially. This is the capital that we need to have for the government to be willing to accept this and engage with us. This letter was actually five days ago now I believe so I think we're nine days into raising the funds we've got nine days left sorry to raise this amount before Therese Coffey, Defra and Ephra must respond as per the letter that the barrister instructed um, and yeah we're we're about £110,000 we should be anywhere between £108,000 to £110,000 now between the official and what's been raised via the most amazing bully link up on Saturday that was held by Steelhouse Bullies. That was incredible. We had Howard Sparta Bullies there with them, hand in hand, collecting donations. Some wonderful pet owners, breeders alike, all turned up. Even oh, some little boy travelled all the way from Hull with his piggy bank. He emptied the contents of his piggy bank into the bucket. It was absolutely beautiful. But time is ticking for the judicial review for the funds. So we, we really are pushing now for the public to understand and trust us, support us, believe in us and help us. The the blanket ban is is it's such an encompassment. It will indirectly target so many other breeds. It's honestly, it's such a broad confirmation. 19 inches total with her and 20 inches total with a male and female. Honestly, Anna, it's just shocking. It's terrifying, quite frankly. It, it, Amber, I agree. Let's just, you know, um, pause here on these measurements because this is the key flaw of, of adding the XL bully, isn't it? You know, people have listened to quite a few episodes I've done. And of course, it's, it's, it's a mongrel, basically, the XL bully in a way. You know, it's got a lot of different breeds in it. So there isn't a particular type. And so what they've done, like they did with the pit bull, is, you know, create, um, measurements that would encompass an average XL bully, but it would also encompass a lot of other breeds from a Cana Corso, for example, or even a Great Dane, or mixes of, you know, a box across Labrador even could fit into these, these measurements. And so this is where 
it's ridiculous, isn't it, quite honestly? And, and you know, this campaign to raise the fund to challenge government, I think it's amazing because also I was under the understanding that EFRA has got science to prove that, you know, it is deed, not breed, that particular breeds are no more aggressive than any other breed. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Amber. No, no, you're absolutely right. And these were some of the most eloquently advocated for points in the EFRA hearing on the 18th of October. Um, it was majority against the ban. There was only one person there, um, in my opinion, inappropriately placed, of no relevance, um, of no dog experience. So neither qualified nor relevant, if I may say so. Um, but the, the, the majority was absolutely absolutely against this the rspca as we heard samantha gain say she stepped out because defra weren't listening so that speaks volumes doesn't it because samantha gains as as an extensively qualified individual science is something it's one of the the many things that she actually has a degree in and it's so fortunate i, I got the opportunity to speak to her earlier we talked freely for about an hour and a half it was incredible um, and that was one of the things that she said, much like yourself, Anna, the science is lost. It's been lost now. Um, mm. It seems to be. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it seems to be, but it's absolutely not scientific. It's not credible. There's no data. As Rosie stated in that same hearing, there is no database to store dog on dog bites. There is no database for dog on human, nor breed specific. So really, where is the data well, I think, you know, government's choosing not to see the data. And I think it's again, it's like this knee jerk re reaction. There have been these incidents. There's been, you know, quite a few in a short period of time. Of course, it's none of these are the dog's fault. All of them, I believe, could have been avoided. And But it is the human's fault. You know, so really, I'm sure everyone listening as well um, goes with me on this. What we need to do is just totally shake up dog ownership in this country, bring in a dog license that works, bring bring in responsibility, bring in local authorities that can help, can, can support, that can educate. Have education now in schools well, for children to yeah. learn how to behave around dogs because we have got, I think, too many dogs now in this country. I mean, uh, you know, dog ownership is something you've got to take on with the most massive commitment. You know, um, dogs aren't just for the weekend, they're for every single day. And that's something, you know, that I see in behavior work that upsets me across all breeds, all breeds. You know, I feel people are taking them on far too much as status symbols and accessories, whether that's a cockapoo um or an XL bully so and where the XL bully is concerned I feel so bad because you know their their natural characteristics of being big and strong are being exploited by the wrong kind of people um would you agree um yes and no I think it's one of those I think it, it's as what does Therese Coffee coin it, ro rocking and rolling? It's one of those things rolling with the punches. Every year there's a new designer dog. And unfortunately for, for the good dog men and women alike, for the good people, for the good responsible breeders, this this dog was targeted as a designer dog. It, it did gain popularity. But again, that falls victim to lack of regulation, lack of accreditation, certification, lack of enforcement. It's, it's a lack of everything and 
time and time again, history repeats itself. And as you've just said, it's, it's frustrating because it's environmental damage inflicted by a human being then mm. reflected in, in an animal. And it's so unfortunate. But I, I, I don't believe they're exploited. I just think they've fallen victim to, to unfortunate circumstances on a few occasions but they're certainly being vilified there's there's no data to show that there is this amount of attacks that american bullies are responsible for just there's there's absolutely none we we know of four confirmed attacks other than that it's it's always time and time again suspected and it and it begs the question, what was it all for? Because on the 31st of October, when the dogs were announced as a, a banned breed, papers started announcing that stories they'd reported on XL bullies weren't XL bullies, just to put salt in the wound. Mm, well, in a way, it was, yeah, it was salt in the wound. But it as is. It's terrible, but as it stands, I mean, you know, I read the government report, what all XL bully owners now have to do. And you might know yeah. that in London, we've got this ULES thing going on, OK? And yeah. government's giving people with cars that aren't ULES compliant £2,000 to scrap their car. And I'm reading what the government was saying about XL bullies. And when I got to the bit about how £200 would be donated yeah. to the owners to help with the euthanization, you know, youth, yeah, putting them to sleep, um, I just thought, I don't believe it. I mean, that is, I said, I just, that's just dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> it's um, It's been referred to as the puppy scrappage scheme so it's ironic that you've used the expression to to scrap your car in for 2000 but our dogs are worth 200 um it's insulting on a on a variety of scales um it's insulting to think that a pet owner would hand their pet in under the assumption that they're going to leave with 200 pound it's insulting to think that you are allowed to put that kind of pressure on a veterinarian no matter how long they've been in that industry to, to put that kind of pressure it applies pressure to the code of ethics like veterinarians signed up to to help animals to to better the welfare of animals and the treatment of animals in general on a on a huge scale right and they provide education information help resources aftercare everything okay yeah, and, no, and I know, no, no, I understand you, that. You expect them now to, to euthanize a, a healthy, perfectly temperamented dog. You... Absolutely, no, no, of course. No, I mean, it's just horrific. You cannot subject a qualified, a qualified person like that to that kind of pressure and expect them to cope with it. That's not David Martin referenced in, in his EFRA hearing on the 18th. 94% of veterinarians that he questioned, which was a pool of 200, said that they would not euthanise a healthier XL bully. Oh, and quite right. But the problem is for these dogs with, you know, responsible owners, they're now going to have to wear them, which I don't disagree with muzzles. I think muzzles are great when you train your dog properly to accept a muzzle. There's no harm in it. Muzzles are actually quite a useful skill, a bit like crate training for dogs to have, you know, because you never know. You might, you know, need to have a muzzle on one day. Um, so, but but it's the on lead the whole time and, um, and that aspect from the five freedoms, which, you know, we know now, um, in addition to the Animal Welfare Act, um, yeah. will limit the dog's emotional, physical and mental health, you know, and general yeah. well-being. So 
that's also, you know, awful for them. So that can be seen. I don't know. Could that be seen as breaking the law under the Animal Welfare Act? There's a thought. It's so it's absolutely something to explore because it's it's a face cage and and what's to say I under I appreciate a muzzle if you feel your dog needs that protection if you need that protection if you feel that's appropriate that's fine no one is to disregard that but to have it as a as a blanket essential is just again it's it's vilification it's it's a face cage on every single dog for nothing. Some of these dogs won't take the muzzle neutralization. They don't understand why their face and their muzzle must be covered and enclosed like this. It's not not every even perfectly temperamented dog will be able to process the impact that that, that this is is going to have on them. It's so oh, it's honestly Anna. It's it's not normal. It absolutely does go against their their five um, welfare acts one hundred and ten percent, and it's not. But so does BFL. Well, absolutely. But also it goes against um, the Animal Welfare Act, which is a piece of legislation endorsed by government. So, yeah. you know, that perhaps is is something to explore, as is, you know, if the dog is seized, it goes to kennels that are unbearable. Um, they can't be seen by anybody. You know, these dogs... Um, I know some people that, you know, whose dogs have had that terrible fate and were released and, you know, um, became... Um, you know, on the exemption list, which takes a lot of time, energy, legal fees, expert yeah. with witnesses involved, the whole shebang. And, you know, we're living in a cost of living crisis. No one's got any extra money, but yeah. I know how much people will love their dog and they'll get that money somehow to go through that long process. But, you know, that is a very long process in itself. And with anything legal, you never know how it's going to go, you know. Um, so, but on this, you know, adding dogs to the exemption list, um, mm -hmm. let's bring in Felix now, because Felix Robinson, you are one of the most creative entrepreneurs and so passionate <laughs> about dogs. And you've stepped yeah. in here when you realized you measured your own boxer and you realized that, you know, she could be seized because her measurements tally with the XL bully type. Is that right? Well, I started thinking about the XL bullies about five weeks ago when me, myself and Glyn Savile had a Zoom meeting before the band came in. And I was suggesting about the digital dog tag. And if it came in, we could put the three certificates on there. During that time when the ban actually happened, that morning I was on the phone to Amber and I said, oh, my God, let me get in touch with my supplier. Let me see if I can get it right labels. Let me see if we can rush it and put it through production. Literally within 24 hours, we've partnered with a payment provider and we've got pre-orders coming through and they're going through now. It was only two days ago I took I took step back and I measured my own dog, Sammy, a boxer, and she measures 22 inch. And I sat there and I just cried my eyes out because for the first time I've realised, I'm, yeah, I'm a massive dog welfare person and I want to do everything I can for them, but I've never stepped in their shoes. So now, like Amber said to me, now you know. Now you are in our shoes. You 100% get why this is so important. And I don't think the audience of the UK are quite grasped the enormity of it because they still think it's just XL bullets. They are nowhere near understanding that if they've got a bulky, stocky dog with wrinkles, with a big head, that they are included. And I think education is needed. This is needed to get people to understand that they are included in this. 
Yeah, well, Felix, I mean, they're included, but, you know, you'd be able to prove quite easily, I would I would say, that Sammy is a boxer and therefore definitely not an Excel bully. But some other breeds, absolutely, I agree with you, the, the definition isn't as clear. Um, so it, it, is, it is an issue. And obviously, there's so many fabulous crossbreeds, you know, staffy mixes and the like that are likely but to... Then, but then they're not taking papers into consideration. It doesn't matter whether you've got a paper that says you've got a pedigree boxer or a pedigree Labrador, that's irrelevant. It's if you're on them sizes. Really? Is it really Absolutely. that? I thought this... So this is this is what is so intrinsically flawed about BSL. And I appreciate you so much for pointing that out, Felix, to the simple fact that your dog doesn't have to be an American XL bully. Your dog can match 50% of that type and still be deemed of type without it being of the descendants of two that should have bred this type. And this is why it's so important to stress to the public that this really is a blanket ban of large breeds. As I stated earlier, the confirmation is not correct. But yes, unfortunately, Sammy could very much be seized because he matches the other 50% of the requirements. She actually yeah. matches. She matches 75%. 75%. That's, I mean, it's, yeah, it is mind-blowing. But, I mean, I would argue that you could prove that Sammy was a boxer. I mean, you know, and people have the right. DNA, heritage, lineage. Some of us have got Embark tests and wisdom panels up to our eyeballs, Anna, and they're not valid. They don't count. It's about the typing and what the officer on the day deems to be off type and then what the judge on the day deems based on the expert witness. And every now and again, the expert witness is is not taken into consideration. Really? Absolutely. Really? I was reading a case earlier on social media where one of our valued expert witnesses in the UK, her decision was not taken as final decision. The judge actually ruled in favour of the officer. So the dog was then listed on the index of exempted dogs, but the mm. dog absolutely was not of pit bulldog or Argentino, Fila Brasilario, um, or any band breed variant, nor was it XL bully type. Wow, gosh, that's a, a sobering thought indeed. But explain quickly how, you know, Felix's digital dog tag in this scenario right now could really help XL bully owners because there are thousands of XL bullies out there with caring owners these dogs are great um these owners must be so scared at the moment like I can't really imagine it it's dreadful but they they ha will have to go through their steps I mean I like what you said Amber actually um about really do bitches need to be spayed if mm -hmm. surely it just says neutering anyway um yep. and if all the males are neutered then they can't have babies anyway um so that's something else perhaps to throw in but but read the digital tag it's going to be really useful isn't it I mean if a policeman pulled Sammy over for example Felix um oh, I think this is of type and you say to the officer no 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 she, she's a pedigree boxer can't you see this is what a boxer looks like you know um no, well, no that, so... that, 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 that would be irrelevant they're not even interested in that the well they have to be relevant that... I mean no because hang on a minute I don't that I oh sorry to disagree but I would say because the boxer is you know, a registered breed with with the kennel club, you can prove through the looks that that's a boxer. I mean, 
surely this isn't going that far because then, you know, basically, I mean, how many large breeds yeah. of dogs are there in the UK? Is this a way, this is like mass, mass extermination? It's what we actually describe it theoricide which is when you try and wipe out an entire species of animal um, and actually when I describe this Anna as a blanket ban I don't think you quite understand this encompasses so many breeds that aren't even in the process of being vilified as you mentioned carny corsos but that's a molossus umbrella the molossus umbrella is 47 breeds alone by its own accord so now you're factoring in all sorts of breed American Johnson Bulldog, Old English Bulldog, some boxers, Mastiffs, Mastiff Crosses, Labradors, Staff Mixes, um, just on Presser Canarios, reeds that you wouldn't even think would be encompassed in this are encompassed in the typing. The typing is so broad, it literally allows for it to boil down to the officer's discretion on the day. So Felix's digital dog tag was going to be an aid that was essentially going to be pitched as mandatory because something that Samantha Gaines references so beautifully is early preventatives. Now, that can only be done if information is accessible, which is where Felix has created this incredible digital dog tag with the concept of blacklisting and whitelisting. Whitelisting is only accessible to the public as per the profile you created for the dog for identification purposes with all relevant information, pre-existing microchip number, insurance number, whether it be for a banned breed or not, with upload capacity for blacklisted authorities such as the police, charities and organisations like the RSPCA, potential dog wardens, expert witnesses in case of ACs, and better yet, in case of an exemption, the upload capacity of an exemption certificate. I'm willing to bet you now, no one will take their dogs out till their dogs are exempt. So the beauty of pre-ordering Felix's dog tag is that once you've got your exemption certificate, you can request for that to be uploaded onto the dog tag. Should you then still be brave enough to go out with your dog and the dog tag, the, the, the idea is, the concept is, is that that dog tag is scanned and if it's scanned by the correct authority, they will be able to access the exemption certificate. So essentially, that stop and search is over. You can go and continue on on your painfully muzzled on lead walk yeah. with your vilified dog. No, that's brilliant. And obviously, it's it's actually unlawful not to have a dog tag anyway. So I think Correct. everyone, everyone needs one of these, whether, you know, um, you're a boxer or a chihuahua, really. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so this is great. So Felix, yes, I mean, this um, uh, is really going to help XL Bully owners. So how can people access this tag now and order one? So you can go on to any of our social media platforms, we've got a link on there. There'll be a link on your on your notes and you pay £35. £5 of that will be going to the fund to help fund for it. We're on pre-order at the moment, so because we've got to put them into production, but we'll have them all as soon as we can. Brilliant. That's it, it just means that we're going to be saving thousands of man-hours of police and RSPCA yeah. time. I'm not just that. It's the stress on the owner and the stress on the dog of going through all this. They'll be able to go outside with a little bit of peace of mind. Mm, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, this is 
what we need. This is what we need money plowing into, changing how we are living with dogs to be more responsible. I mean, that word responsible ownership, it's been used so much. I don't think people understand what it means. Um, but this certainly for all dogs to be traceable, because we all know dog theft is still rife. I think it's um, a really interesting concept, to be honest. But um, so can I just ask Felix, are you going to apply for Sammy to be exempt? I'm going to have to. I'm right. going to have to. I haven't really got a choice because she is off type. And that's mm -hmm. what was so upsetting the other day. And it's just like trying to get your head around that. Mm, no, it's, gosh, she's, not, mean... she's not an Excel bully. And it, it, the penny just dropped and it was like someone just hit me with a brick. And yeah. I think when the public realised that their fur baby, the one that sat next to them right now, why they're listening to this, could be of type. I can guarantee you now, anybody listening will be going out and getting a tape measure and measuring. And if they're over that height, they are going to go into panic mode. Yeah, no, um, just give the measurements, Amber or Felix. So it's 19 inches total with her for a female. Excel when you say 19 pack. inches, where are people measure measuring, Amber? Where it's total with her, the shoulders, it's from the toe to the shoulders. Um, if you type into that's Google, height. With her, you, yes, that is the height frame. That's the height. So what about the length of the body? That's not relevant. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Um, it's just about, a stocky build. It is right. the description of the build. Right. Okay. So what about the head? Does that get measured? Lot, no. Large blocky muzzle. Right, no particular inches involved. <laughs> no, no, just just it's described as wrinkly. Right, okay, right. If right. if your dog's got a scissor bite, then your dog's exempt by its own accord because apparently these dogs don't have scissor bites, right. so they have straight muzzles. Yes, but it, you and get then apparently variations. they have um they have muscular shoulder blades. When I last checked anatomy, a shoulder blade was a bone and it couldn't be muscular. But however, this typing has muscular shoulder blades. Gosh, righty ho. Right. So how can people donate? The links are going to be in the show notes for this. It is quite urgent. Um, even if you can just spare a pound to challenge government on this, I feel like it's a bit of a revolution um, that I'm really on side with. Yeah, we're protecting so, so many people. I mean, the implications, Anna, are absolutely abhorrent, the, right down to the, the very sitting notion of the fact that if you are a parent that has a child under social services or you've fostered a child you will be given the decision between owning a banned breed or keeping your child wow okay gosh okay so um how can people you know join in and help so please go to anybody's social media platforms. Um, we are the official Bully Collective. We're on Instagram. There's a link tree in our bio. That has the direct link to the official legal fundraiser on GoFundMe. It's run by Don't Ban Me, License Me. They're an incredible team. Sophie Cuthbertson is the face of that. Um, so you can absolutely donate there. The other ways that you can get stuck in is just honestly, please raise awareness that this is so much more than an on-lead and muzzle situation. This is a, a large encompassment of so many dogs. This oh, this is turning Amber, lives upside down. Can you just mention about the live that's on tomorrow? You just yeah, did, so, Felix. So that's brilliant. So what lives that? Yeah, so 
absolutely fantastic the way that our community comes together we we live in a, an era of social media that's fair to say oh. um so tomorrow we are blessed enough that our barrister john cooper casey will be going live on instagram with the president of the abkc um our largest donor to date who is ryan at monster bully main underscore kennels on instagram um, and our wonderful solicitor, Rebecca Becky, she will also be on that live. And that's being held at 8 p.m. UK time. And it's 3 p.m. EST. So it's 3 p.m. American time for, for Dave Wilson and Ryan. Fantastic. Well, um, hopefully people that have tuned in in time um, will be able to log on to that. So listen, Felix, thank you so much. And I'd love to no, learn thank more you very much. about this digital dog tag. It really sounds like it's got loads of extra benefits. We'll definitely do an episode on it coming up. But yeah. our social media is Pet Trust UK and it's the same on all social media where you can get the link to buy it. Yeah, Brilliant. don't ban me, license me are also accessible. So that's don't ban me, license me on all social media platforms. Um, we have the Pet Trust UK digital dog tag link in our link tree as well. Um, if anybody does take themselves to our platform, we have Felix posted everywhere. You can even watch some of her incredible videos where she talks about the digital <laughs> dog tag on our platforms as well. Brilliant. Amber, thanks so much. This is great. So we'll pop the links in the show notes as well if people Thank didn't you have so a much, pen. Anna. Not at all. Thank you, guys. Thank you very and, much. Um, Thank you. And let's stay in touch. You know, I'm watching this um, as much as you are. So uh, thank you again. Thank you very much, Anna. No, thank Speak you, Anna. You've been amazing. Take care. That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, there is a lot to consider and I'm really proud we've aired this episode to help perhaps rally government on their thought processes on this one. Thanks, of course, to Amber Ellis for joining us today and Felix Robinson and all the links you've got it to donate are in the show notes. We'll be back this Sunday coming with a regular episode of A Dog's Luck.